Hello, everybody. This week's guest is an experienced local journalist with a passion for people who has reported firsthand on the biggest stories of recent years. From discovering what life in North Korea is truly like to being on the front lines of the wars in Syria. My guest has experienced some of the most extreme realities that exist in our world today. And here to share some of those stories with us today, Bant Shasta. Welcome to Seven Questions Between Seven Mountains. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. You're fine? Yeah, yeah. The sun has been shining till now, but now it's started to rain again, as uh, we're pretty used to here in Bergen. Yes. You know, it's the, it's the you know, city between seven mountains, and it's just... I mean, if you get a glimpse of the sun, that's like a dose of happiness. Yeah, but that happiness has been uh, pretty good this summer. It has. So uh, we can't be too disappointed. No, so. we're just over happy. Everybody is like so much energy, don't know where to hang. It even feels good when the rain is coming back now because we've <laughs> almost missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I was like, oh shit. Because one of my favorite things is to uh, sleep or like try to sleep when I'm listening to rain. Yeah. I don't know. It's sort of like a... You know the 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 static noise. I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's something relaxing about it because uh, when the sun is shining, you have to get up in the morning and you need to enjoy it as much as possible. Yes. So uh, now we can rest a little bit uh, for the coming days. It looks like. Right. So like we're resting the whole year, <laughs> like, and then and then when it's uh, then when it's uh, first sunny, we're like using all our energy and we're so exhausted because that one day we do everything. Yeah. We get up. We got a grill. We got a we got a uh, you know open the windows of the car. We got to take a bath in the, you know, get out in the boat. Whatever. We got to do that in in one day because usually that's what we get. And it's been a hectic summer. It's been a hectic summer. Yeah, with all the sun it's been now, it's been going on for weeks and weeks now. And uh, now we need to rest a little bit. We need to. I I sure. I know I need to rest. Yeah. Yeah. For a couple of maybe nine months. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. You're having a kid. I'm having a kid. I'm having a kid. Any day now, really. I don't know. But but I'm not sure how much you're going to rest then. Uh, no, it's, no. Pr- it's probably not gonna... Oh, but it's the biggest and best thing who could happen with you. So uh, I, Yeah, I think so. Good. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm prepared. I'm, uh, I usually don't sleep that much anyways. No. So it's, I th- it's gonna be... Uh, I'm so psyched, really. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think the... It could be this week, next week, I don't know. But it's the first, our first child. So yeah. it might be a little overdue. I don't know. I don't know, but still, it's gonna be the best thing. Have, have happened to you so uh it's gonna be fun Ugh. but most probably it's gonna be a little bit uh work to do yeah not too much relaxing yeah but, uh, it's uh it's just a good thing yeah um i th- i feel uh i feel you know i'm uh i'm super excited but it's all still like surreal because mm-hmm. like i haven't seen her yet so uh i think i'm gonna yeah, it's so so weird, mm. but so fantastic. So, looking oh, forward. Oh, but I envy you at the moment. Thanks. I've uh, had the moment two times in life, and yeah. uh, it's uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, you can't you can't. It's no word for it because it's just. <laughs> that's what I feel. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't I don't know what to expect really. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, it's it's when you see him or her. Yeah, that's when when you know you oh, can't sure. be, I can't explain it. No, no. Oh wow, you have to experience it. 
I'm so excited. All right. So, I've heard news that you were in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. We're getting, uh, we're getting into it. We're just getting into it now, okay? I was in Hong Kong uh, end of January. Mm-hmm. We went down there because of uh, what happened in China, in Wuhan. Yeah. So I went down to uh, report on uh, the corona outbreak, and uh, it was the closest we could get at that time uh, without struggling with the visas to China and stuff like that. Right. So we went to Hong Kong, covered it for uh, one and a half week or something. And it was when it first grew bigger and bigger and bigger every day. We started hearing about this in mid-December and it escalated uh, during just before New Year's. Mm. And then it was just escalating, escalating and escalating. So we found out we needed to go down there. I went alone, uh, I have my own uh, live kits. So I went by myself. Uh, that was uh, because we feared it would be a bigger outbreak in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, last time we had the SARS in 2003, Hong Kong was the place who, uh, where, where the SARS virus spread right. to the rest of the world. And that was uh, a big fear that that will happen this time again as well. But it showed that uh, Hong Kong uh, was pretty well prepared at the mm. time. Uh, but I stayed there, reported uh, one and a half month, and then I went back to Norway, stayed here, uh, and things were pretty calm. Uh, went on winter holiday with my kids and stuff like that, and that was when things started in Norway as well. Mm. And not too long after, I got to Corona myself. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So um, it's, been a, it's been a pretty strange half year now. Yeah. Uh, not just for me, but for everyone. Yeah. It's, it's been surreal. Wow. I didn't, that's, uh, how did it feel getting the, the virus? I, I, I'd imagine it's, it's not the same as every other. No, no. It's, um, I, I couldn't believe I actually uh, caught it. I, I was... I work uh, Tuesday, the 10th of uh, March, and uh, I just felt like a little bit rough in my throat. And uh, uh, then I got headaches, and uh, I was joking with some colleagues and stuff like that. And, and for me, I was in a way one of the people who already started using all these sorts of uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, sanitizer? Sanitizer and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, I used it since I came back from, or since I went to Hong Kong. So I was living living the life of uh, Corona already. Oh, yeah, you remember. <laughs> but, for, yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I was I was really careful all the time. So I, don't, I can't understand where I caught it. Uh, most probably I didn't catch it when I was in Hong Kong because that's, too long time before and uh, I was a quick trip to Sweden but that was also uh, almost three weeks before before I got uh, ill uh, but um, when I came back from work that Tuesday I suddenly got a fever 
Next morning I woke up and it felt like I had a really, really bad flu. Um, and uh, all the symptoms of, of an, a flu. I managed to get a test and uh, then suddenly the flu symptoms disappeared on Friday and uh, I felt really fine. And I was thinking, yeah, that was it. I had some kind of flu or uh, cold or something and uh, it's finished. And then a few hours after the corona hit oh, and that was something that I've never experienced before. Um, and uh, it was like an extreme fatigue. And then you got just uh, the lungs got tighter and tighter and you struggled breathing. And in the end, I couldn't move. I was just lying flat for maybe 20, 24 hours. Holy I couldn't shit. move. And, uh, uh, and then uh, it went on for three weeks. Uh, with with problems with the lungs, you couldn't talk to me. If I would be sitting like this, I, yeah. I would be finished talking because I couldn't talk anymore. Oh, You had a quick telephone conversation and uh, you were out of breath. And uh, and, and the fatigue is, is uh, the most special thing I experienced from, uh, from the corona. Yeah. And, and that fatigue is actually showing up still now, almost half a year later. If you train too much, if you walk too long, if you sleep don't sleep enough, you you suddenly mm. could feel the same fatigue, mm. and and you could recognize the corona fatigue because it's special anyway. Mm. It's so crazy how dangerous this virus is, because yeah, can, you can mm. like I think people many people don't really take it that serious because they're like oh I'm young that's okay, but you're young you 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 work out right you're you're fit you know. I'm not that young anymore. But. Hey, come on! <laughs> but but still, it's it's uh, many people have compared it to to like the flu, uh, and the flu can be really bad when you, when you catch a bad flu. But still, we have antibodies and stuff like that who, who could uh, help you when when you get the flu. Uh, the corona, you're not prepared how it's gonna hit you. No. It's uh, it's like a lottery uh, when when you get it. Some people don't notice almost. But other people is is turning really really ill, and uh, for me, I think it's uh, maybe uh, my immune system who's been reacting. Uh, it was I don't know if you remember uh, what's his name again. Uh, it was this doctor on uh, on uh, a series about a doctor okay. who was always he was treating all these strange like illnesses. House. In Dr. House. Dr. Yeah. House. Yeah. yeah. It felt like having Dr. House inside your body. Oh shit. Because he was, the body was trying to find out, is it flu? Is it like uh, a cold? Is it, is it uh, uh, smallpox? Is it uh, dengue fever? I had symptoms who were similar to when I had dengue fever in yeah. the mid nineties. And uh, you went through all these symptoms and uh, in the end you, you uh, end up with uh, corona and you and you now I've got antibodies but you don't know how long the antibodies uh, will stay and uh, most probably I got some uh, memory cells who would find out if I get corona next time yeah uh, the body would in a way respond mm. uh, the way it should do so so then I would most probably not be as ill but mm. for people who haven't had it 
respected mm. because it's no way for sure you're going to get it in a mild way. You could get it in a really, really bad yeah. way. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's it's horrible when you get it. And, yeah. and, and what's scary is so many people I know who've had it and so many people I've come in contact with uh, after I had it. I've been working with a journalistic project afterwards uh, together with different scientists who are finding out uh, how or, or just finding out everything they can about the disease because uh, in the start of this year no scientist even knew what, what kind of disease this was. No. So they have to start puzzling everything together and find out how we can treat this mm. and how we can beat it. And uh, I meet quite a lot of people and it's, it's still people who are struggling really, really big time mm. still now. And you don't know how long it's going to last for them either. No. And, and that's people who were far more fit than me and uh, who uh, were doing like Ironman and Marathon and stuff like that. And uh, they have a really, really uh, bad time still mm. because of the coronavirus. It's so yeah. scary. Yeah. I hope like I hope we're getting closer with the vaccine. Yeah. We just need to be careful, Tim. Then yeah, you know I um, yeah I use a mask when I do um, public transport and such, and I think everybody should do that because it's mm. very very important. But I don't see that many do it, oh. and that's kind of yeah. Wear your mask. Yeah, but still, it's it's like the knowledge, the scientists, doctors, and governments uh, all around the world is getting now, and especially in Norway, it feels much more safe now mm. than it was in March. Because when I went to talk to the doctors in March, they didn't know anything. No. They didn't know how they they knew. Okay, you got a positive test, but they didn't know how it it was going to hit you. And uh, now uh, in the hospitals, they build up a lot of knowledge and uh, I feel like much more safe in Norway now compared to, to uh, how it was in, in March and April. And um, so, so we, we have to be careful. Mm. We have to use the sanitizer and uh, we have to uh, listen to what we're being told. Uh, but still, we uh, have to manage to enjoy life at the same time. Yeah, it's and, that combination uh, yeah. between being safe and yeah, also... Yeah. And uh, because we can't, and, and we have to be careful, because if we're gonna, if we're gonna experience the same thing we did uh, in March again, and we're gonna do it in October, November, when it's no light, and when everything is depressing already, it, yeah. it's a rough time just imagining we're going to go through October and November. But if we're going to go through those months isolated and uh, not being able to meet friends and, and just stay indoors, mm. it's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and, shit. Uh, no, no. But, but I think it's going to be... Uh, it looks like... Things aren't too bad now, no. and uh, hopefully it's going to stay like that. Yeah, yeah. Just got to stay together, but not stay together. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So, um, your job is pretty interesting, and I you visited Maurice a couple of years ago, 
uh, at our other office mm. and you told these crazy stories and I was so fascinated. Uh, can you tell me a little bit like how you got into your work? Or like, what was it that like, I'm going to do this? That was, um, it was by coincidence, actually. It was on a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everything no, no. happened. The thing was, um, when I was uh, after college, uh, I uh, went to the army uh, and stayed there for one year, as many people do in Norway. And uh, then I went traveling for a while and uh, went to Asia, went to uh, and, and uh, went to all sorts of places. But uh, then I, I stayed in Greece for half a year and I came back from Greece. And the day I came back from Greece, I went out to see um, some friends and uh, I was just planning to stay home for a little while. And I met uh, an old friend of mine who uh, was just chatting to. And, and when I was traveling, I always went back home, worked for a little while, and then I went out again. And um, this friend of mine uh, worked in uh, TV2 uh, at the foreign, foreign desk, and I was receiving all the material, all the uh, videos and stuff like that. We, we came into TV2 from different bureaus and stuff like that. So the next day I went down to TV2 and talked to his boss, and a few days later I started working in TV2. Uh, but then just by uh, loosely in a way, like uh, on an hour basis. Mm. Um, so so I stayed there for a while, uh, working like that, and uh, s still travel, went to Africa, went to Asia again, uh, came back to Norway, worked and traveled again. Uh, but then I got this uh, new boss at the front desk, who said, you can't just be sitting here no. doing this. You have to try. And uh, I started writing uh, small comments. I started uh, learning how to make stories. And uh, at that time, it was my plan to be a journalist. I didn't have a plan to do anything at that time because no. I, I, was, I was thinking this is something who needs to... Uh, I need to find out. But I, I was actually finding out... <laughs> while I was working in TV2. Yeah. Before that, I was, uh, I was really uh, keen on being a photographer. I was planning to go to UCLA on uh, uh, studying photography there. And uh, at the same time, I, was, uh, I, I love making food and uh, I was really keen on uh, being a chef. Uh, but, but at the same time, I, I hadn't decided anything. But then I've just been stuck in TV2 since, and, <laughs> and uh, I've been learning new things all the time, and I, I still learn. Even if I've been there uh, for ages now, I still learn, and, uh, and that's the fantastic thing about the job I have, because it's a privilege how I can go to work every day and learn something new. Mm. And uh, when I go out traveling, you meet people, and uh, you learn something new about the country, the situation they uh, live in. But at the same time, the most fantastic thing is when you learn something new about people. Mm. And uh, that's the thing I miss now because it's so hard to travel around the world right. because of the corona right now. And, and what I, 
I really miss is being out there, meeting some people, talking about real things. Mm. That's uh, that's the thing I miss yeah. right now. Because I feel that's that's you. That's like uh, traveling, meeting people, and talking to them where they are. Mm. To yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, that's that's the most important thing. Uh, I do when I go out traveling. If I go to Syria, it's it's. Many people would say it's like oh, a foreign uh, correspondent would go to the front lines and stuff like that. But the story I'm there to tell is the story. Uh, the people who are caught in the middle of hell, uh, or caught in the middle of. Uh, people with weapons, uh, you, you have to tell their situation, you have to tell their story. And, and that's the story I want to come back with when, when I'm going there. Mm. Not like, bam, bam, bam. It's, yeah, right, because uh, that's usually what gets the focus. Yeah. But like, I'm so like, I want to know, and I want to see, you know, yeah, but that's how, how is it for relate. the guys who, who, yeah. who live there, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and, and that's uh, because we're not, that different to each other and and you would always find something you could relate to when you meet people all over the world even in you you mentioned north korea you you uh when 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 people would start talking about north korea uh you would be thinking uh parades rockets you would be thinking of kim jong-un and the reason why i've been always keen to go to places like that is to, is to tell a story about people mm. because uh, it's people living uh, in a dictatorship like uh, North Korea and we we all we, we tend to forget about them yeah uh, when when we talk about politics and and uh, conflict and and war so yeah. uh, so so it's it's a privilege to be able to go there and it's a privilege to work and a TV channel who, who sends me to places like that as well. Let's you do what you... And, and you learn a lot. And uh, what you learn is what you have to put out there. And, and yeah. uh, let other people learn as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you've been to, you know, many dangerous places. Is, has there been times that you have, you know, feared for your life? Um, of course, it's it's been uh, uh, things who have happened who, who would be dangerous, but I'm, but I'm not too focused about that when no. when I go out, because if if someone tells me I'm gonna go to Syria to to the when when the war was uh, on its worst in Libya, for example, mm. you you are when when you get on the plane or before you get on the plane. Uh, you prepare yourself, yeah, because you know what uh, can meet you and and what you will see. So then you start preparing in your head uh, what kind of scenario you could be uh, ending up in, and uh, you have to prepare yourself to see dead people. You have to prepare yourself to see uh, uh, everything that could happen in a war mm. and you have to be prepared of bombs you have to be prepared of snipers um 
and of course we are trained we are trained by uh, former elite soldiers from uh, britain and from uh, uh, from uh, denmark who train us in first aid who train us in awareness in hostile environments so so it's like uh, and you have to be concerned because when you're concerned you take care of your own security mm. but tend to be good to don't go as far as things being as dangerous for me that I could lose my life. Right. And of course, it's the limits are very, uh, or you, you might be on the borderline sometimes, but uh, uh, you have to be focused on getting the story home. Mm. And if you cross the border, you won't get the story home. No. So uh, you always have to be uh, careful. You always have to uh, find out as much as you can before you move into an area. Yeah. And uh, it's been mentally where, prepared. Yeah, mentally prepared. And uh, you have to be uh, prepared to turn around. And we've done that many times. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we've done it when we see the bombing happen happening at the place where we were supposed to be mm. and you're five minutes away and then you turn the car and move away again yeah so it's uh there's no choice you got to turn around yeah it's yeah, just yeah you have to Shit. and uh some someone would some people would push it but uh i wouldn't do that no i'm glad you don't no yeah <laughs> it's no need no there's no, no. need um so since you've been all around the world, I'm, sh I'm sure there's many pl places you want to go back to. Mm. But is there like a certain place or several places that you're like, I'm not going back there? No. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no actually no. Uh, no. It's like uh, the, the, when, when you go to places uh, like we do, uh when when we do the job we are, we are doing you you tend to meet people who uh open up and uh talk to you about real things talk to you about personal things and you would always end up thinking about them mm. and you always want to go back right and see how they are right because you always the, the you, you always connect, you connect to people and you have it's automatically when when people open up you open up yourself yeah and it's like uh you you get close to them very fast uh and uh, you always it's it's always someone at all the places you go you would be memorizing up here Right. And uh, if someone uh, would tell me, go back to Libya, yeah, I would go back to yeah. Libya. And for each place I would go in Libya, I would most probably have a person I would like to see yeah. again. And I can't wait how, how, it's the, how it goes with, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, whoever. And, uh, I can see that. Same, same North Korea. I would love to go back to North Korea. Mm. Not now because of the corona, but no, no. Uh, and uh, Syria. It's many people down there. And uh, yeah, so so it's um, I can't 
think of yeah. any place I wouldn't go yeah. back, actually. No, because I, I, I'd imagine every place you are, you get to meet the people, the actual people that's there, mm. not everybody that's in the news. Mm. You get to meet the actual people that are there. And then it's not just the, just the place. It's the people that you think about yeah. and when you think about that place. Maybe. It's it's maybe one place I wouldn't go back, and that's a really shitty Chinese restaurant in Dover. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't feeling too good the day after there. But not the, not at all. I don't know. Or the day no, after that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But uh, no, it's uh, most places would be nice to go back. Mm. No. So, do you think there's any job that you can see yourself in than what you do? Um, before I started in TV2, I was dreaming, uh, or, or I wasn't dreaming yet, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I've, uh, always loved making food. Yes. So maybe to run a small hotel with a small restaurant and just, uh, have very few visitors who I could see happy because they get good food and uh, they got a good room and the atmosphere in the area is perfect. Yeah. And uh, I love photography as well. So uh, that was one of the things I really, really wanted to do. Um, but at the same time, I just love my job uh, in TV too. And uh, I really, really appreciate what I'm doing today so I wouldn't in a way dare to try to do something else uh, I do a lot of cooking when I come home from uh, hectic traveling uh, that's how I relax making food I could most probably make food for 60 people and still enjoy it oh, uh, really? at my kitchen yeah nice uh, and uh, photography uh, you got Instagram so you can publish it there and even true uh, even um, I even got some of my pictures uh, who were used at the Biennale in Venezia. You did? Yeah. So uh, at the Korean uh, pavil pavilion uh, down there uh, a few years ago. So I uh, tasted the life of a photographer. You have? And, uh, really? Nice. And uh, I taste, uh, I get a taste of the life of a chef every day when uh, I cook at home. Oh. <laughs> but but I'm going to stay where I am now. You're that good. Huh? You're that good. At uh, making cook? food. Yeah? No, no, I shouldn't sit here and brag, but but I like it. Yeah, I'm you're not... better than the Chinese restaurant, at, you know, the one you talked about. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a, that's a way to bring some of the experiences and memories back home. It's like a photography in a way. If, if you tried something very special when when i've been in uh in uh different places around the world of being served something and you you make the same food at home and you go out and you try to find the same spices and and you you, you just try several times and then mm. you suddenly uh, end up uh, sitting sitting in your own kitchen feeling like you're back in Homs, where you uh, eat a perfect baba ganoush, for example. Oh. So it's, um, but, but cooking is for relaxing for me. It's, okay. uh, it's something I just uh, enjoy having the time to yeah. be, to cook. Oh, shit. 
I, I think uh, I've been uh, trying to get a hang of the pizza. Yeah. Like, uh, for real, like, I, I think many people around this office, I mean, we're not in our office, we're at um, top of the mountain with the nice um, fireplace, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, and I the, love the fireplace. Yes. Um, yeah, we have a, like, a competition of making the best pizza. Yeah. So, like, thin as possible, and, uh, yeah. And I also tried to, I like, uh, what's it called, pai thai? Yeah, yeah. pai thai is yeah. nice. That's, like, that's tr tricky to make good. So I'm, uh, when I was in Thailand before I started in TV2, I was I was uh, staying in different places, and and then I uh, uh, got uh, chief bungalows mm. for helping out in the kitchen. So I learned quite a lot of uh, Thai food cooking uh, at that time. I even even uh, make uh, made uh, coconut milk by scraping coconuts on this saddle with uh, this sharp object here and oh you had to sit down there and yeah so you made it from from uh the uh from from the start in a way everything and that was uh that was pretty nice so so but thai was something i learned pretty early but it's it's really nice mm. but it's tricky to make it perfect it is yeah i can't do it yet no 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 i think it's uh you know but the yeah. pizza is tricky as well some might say, yeah. you know, it's uh, for me. It is. I, I suck at cooking, but I try when I like when I first when I when I want to try something, I want to do it good. Yeah. So that's like those few dishes I know. I know them. I, I try to making less as good as I because I, I I taste them at taste them at the restaurant, and then I'm like, I want to make it like that. Because mm. usually when you go home to people and they make food, it's like, yeah, it's the Norwegian Norwegian kind yeah. of flavor, but yeah. it, at at like Olivia, they have some. Mm really great food and uh and uh, i was like oh, i want to try to make that uh it's like a mushroom pasta thingy hmm. so uh that's my next goal um you know i think i'm gonna have one last question and that is um has was bergen a part of like let's say it was uh it's a small city you know, we're uh not that many people and uh i guess when it's raining you're dreaming about getting out there, right? And uh, do you think being born in Bergen has affected you to dream big? You want to explore? It's, it's the thing people tend to say, uh, that we live in a small city. Someone living in Haugesund, someone living in Oslo could say the same thing. Yeah. Um, but um, I think, well, people are too good to do is to make the place they live small and how they do that they they tend to go on the same uh, restaurant they tend to go on the same bar they tend to go on the same uh, shop every day and uh, they tend to enjoy staying with the same kind of people all the time, mm. instead of explore, exploring something new. Mm. And um, I think I am a bit curious. I've been maybe uh, curious enough to move a little bit more around yeah. uh, when I've been growing up. Uh, and then I feel like the city is now small as it is mm. 
And some people could say the world is small because you could suddenly meet some people you know on the streets in New York and stuff like that. But it's, it's uh, I like exploring. Yeah. I like exploring when I'm back in Bergen. I like to explore when, and, and, and ex by exploring, I, I mean explore people, explore places and but meet people. Yeah, it's the people for you, uh, I think. I get, uh, when, when I've been home, like I've been home now for the last half year, I've enjoyed myself in many ways and, and relaxed, but uh, I miss being out there meeting people. Yeah. But I miss being around Bergen meeting new people as well, because you have to be careful uh, with people you meet yeah. back home in Norway as well. But I, I think, I think, uh, I'm not sure how much Bergen has, uh, what, what, what kind of, uh, how, how growing up here has affected me in a way, yeah. but um, I think uh, everyone should be more curious. Everyone should start exploring a little bit more yeah. and start by exploring where you live, first of all, because it's uh, a lot of new things. And it's a lot of things to actually learn and uh, a lot of people to meet that you pass every day on the way to your normal coffee shop, to your daily shopping. And yeah. uh, so, so I think that's what I try to learn my kids, talk to people, learn something new, get to know other people. And uh, that's uh, the best way to live, I think. And I think that was the best way to end this show ever. <laughs> Agreed? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Thank you so much for coming here. And uh, I really honor your work. And uh, yeah. It's nice to be here. Nice to sit by the fireplace and watch the view. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this is the best place talking to you, though. Like, yeah. we get the fireplace and everything. We can talk about all your stories. And uh, even, though, even though we're going to say... Uh, bye to you guys. We're probably going to sit here for the next weeks. But uh, yeah, not not next weeks because uh, that's one. I'm, I'm wishing you all the luck you can have now. Thank and you. Uh, you can't be sitting here too long because you have to go home and. Uh, uh, oh, that's bring right. Kid. That's <laughs> right. I'm getting a baby. I totally forgot. No, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for sharing some of your exciting stories and moments with us. Uh, we hope to see you guys again soon on the next episode of Seven Questions Between Seven Mountains. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Bye-bye.